0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Baby Tula, a global leader in ergonomic and comfortable carriers. Tula's mission is to give parents confidence and support and help them keep doing what they love while being reflective of their own personal style through a range of stunning designs. As an inclusive brand. Tula offers carriers for all ages and stages from birth up to around seven years to empower families of all kinds throughout their unique parenting journeys. Make sure you check them out and choose your favorite design. Hey, 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 hey. Hello and welcome to the Mother Rucker podcast. My name is Lizanne and I'm here to chat to you about all things sling, every single week. With me today is the lovely Hedwig, also known as Wrap You in Love. Hello Hedwig. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Where are you at the moment? Where are you in the world? Uh, I live in the Netherlands, up north, close to the water. Oh lovely, fab. And you're renovating your house at the moment, aren't you?
1: Yeah, it's a house that's over
0: 100 years old, so there's always something. You, yeah Oh, lovely so if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about yourself what does your family look like okay
1: uh, well I'm a single mom I have four kids my kids are nine seven almost five and two years old and um, there are two girls and two boys yeah I have been working as a car painter before I started baby wearing a car painter
0: yeah so spray painting cars oh that's awesome that explains your love of color obviously you're a natural artist yeah I think so yes (laughs) amazing how long did you do that for uh three
1: years and then I moved into the bigger boats like the super yachts but as soon as I got pregnant I was like oh this is not healthy for me at all to do so
0: That's when I quit, yeah. Oh wow, so you painted cars and then you painted super yachts. Yes. Like the exterior, or were you doing Yeah. the exterior exterior. of the yachts? Yeah. Wow, yeah, no, those chemicals would not have been good when you were pregnant. (laughs) So obviously you had your eldest, when did you start carrying her?
1: Um, As soon as he was born, I was like, okay, this baby wants to be on me 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) And I was trying to finish my school. And I was like, okay, maybe I need something to hold the baby close to me. And Mm -hmm. then I started looking at baby carriers. And the only thing I knew for sure was that I didn't want one of those woven wrap things because (laughs) such a long piece of fabric, too complicated.
0: (laughs) Do you know what? I was the same when I had my first consultation with Dexter. I was the same. She pulled out a woven wrap. I took one look at it. I was like, nope, nope, not happening, not happening. So I
1: started with a ring sling Mm -hmm. and a hop tie, so a made by by and Because that was for me like, okay, that's something I can manage and doable. So that's the two things I used with her until she was around, I think four or five months then I was okay
0: maybe maybe I can do this thing (laughs) and then I got into woven wrap I found that as well once I once I found my feet with baby wearing and being a mom and having all this you have the extra time you start looking around you think maybe I can do a woven wrap so what was your what was your first woven wrap then what was the first one you tried can you remember
1: yeah um one of hopped because that was the brand i used from the start so for me yeah. it was okay it's familiar so i bought one of their very light ones uh the one with the feathers spoon i think it's called hopped it's just mm-hmm. like it. and after that i went into like kokadi and osha and all that <laughs> at that point it was still like the reps you needed to hunt for online and be online yeah. and and gather them
0: as soon as they released it. So it's quite different now. So different now. I think I started using woven wraps. Um, I mean, Dexter's four now, and I started using them uh, when he was about six months. So I think I caught just the tail end of when the woven wrap world was incredibly competitive. They were really hard to come by. People were building up massive stashes. You could sell them for more than you'd bought them at retail. And then obviously, as you know, the market is completely bottomed out now in the secondhand market for woven wraps because it's so saturated. But yeah, I think I started woven wrapping just just at the end of that really big bubble. A really difficult question now, which I don't think I even have an answer to. What is your favorite carrier? Can be a wrap, can be a sling, or a buckle, whatever. But your personal personal favorite that you love the most
1: yeah that's a very hard question because for some specific woven wraps there's just a lot of emotions Hmm. and i think in general a woven wrap a long woven wrap is my favorite like say a base plus one so for me that's the size seven is Mm -hmm. my favorite because it's the most versatile i can use it whatever carry i want to do with it i can use it both with Emile with five and with Felice with two. But picking one specific favorite that's just too hard. It's because <laughs> that's why I have so many, because everything has their own purpose. Like for Emile I want one that's a bit thicker and has more grip. And for Felice, I prefer a thinner wrap because that's easier to tighten. So you can't narrow it down. No, it's <laughs> very hard to narrow it down. I, I do think if I would have like an unlimited amount of money, I would go for more hand-woven wraps because it's just so much nicer, but they are so <laughs> expensive compared to machine-woven that I tend to think to all the machine-woven wraps. How many wraps do you have? Um, currently, I think, um, well, I've, I've sold quite a lot. <laughs> recently to fund <laughs> all all the renovations but I think I still have around 60 woven wraps 60 yeah and probably 50 stretchy wraps because I keep a lot of stety- stretches for my
0: consulting what do you store them all in do you have a Calax unit I think I've seen it on yes. your Instagram that you've got a Calax,
1: yes. Yeah, I'm a huge Cal-Ax fan and I'm uh, hoping to build a new shed in this fall so waiting for the city to give me permission to build it and then everything moves in there so
0: now it's still all in my living room which is quite small but then it will have its own space yeah so you're kind of building a little studio in your garden yes that you can then would you do consults and stuff in there as well yes that's what I'm
1: planning to do but because it will be a business room all the rules are very complicated so I'm right I think I filed my plans in January and I'm still,
0: (laughs) still busy, so. With what, with a global pandemic going on and everything? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's really exciting though. I hope they get the permission through to you soon. Yeah. Because, yeah, I got this space in um, November last year. Um, And this is just a high street space. It's an old, uh, it's a shop that I've done as my studio, but it's completely transformed my business. It's been amazing, so hopefully the same will happen for you as well. <laughs> I'm hoping so, yeah. I think you're most well known for your YouTube channel and your woven wrap tutorial videos. That's definitely how I found you and got to know about you. Uh, you probably won't remember, but when it was in 2017 at the London rap show, Dexter was just a year old. And I remember, It took me about 15 minutes to work up the nerve to come over to you and say hello and ask for a photo because I'd spent so long watching you and your amazing videos. But obviously now we do know each other in a more professional capacity. It was quite a moment for me uh, to meet, wrap you in love. Um, But I'm sure you get that quite a bit when you go to your shows. Yeah, well, I have to say in Europe, people are, I
1: very shy in general. Uh, if I go to the U.S. Uh, to an event, then people are more outgoing, and they show like really they show. Oh, I know you, and I want a picture with you. But in Europe, it's mostly afterwards. People commenting say, "Oh, maybe I should have asked for a picture." Oh, I, I love it when someone comes to me and asks me for a picture because I usually don't get the direct feedback on my videos because mm. people watch it and probably hopefully enjoy it but they won't say hey I love the video you don't get the chance to say it personal so that's always nice.
0: Oh good okay so officially everyone there you go if you see Hedwig she would love to have a photo so feel free unless she's obviously busy with her children then don't. (laughs) (laughs) So what prompted you to start making the videos anyway when when did you start your youtube channel Alice was still very small
1: I think Mm. it was when I started to move more into like fancy finishes and stuff and at some point I used a ring sling for a back carry and there was someone on Facebook saying hey how did you do it and I tried to explain it but that just worked way better with a video and that's when I made my first video Mm. and I uh didn't speak in the videos which is something nobody else was doing at the time because every tutorial was someone explaining it with words and showing what she was doing and I was like okay parents will watch this on silent when their children are either asleep or feeding or whatever so that's why I made it with subtitles and then people were like okay we need more (laughs) I want to see more so that's where I started and I started mainly aiming at Experienced baby wearer, so it was fancy finishes and a lot of back carries. And I didn't have any like education on baby wearing, so it was only sharing my experience and things other people are showing or carries that people made up. And they're like, okay, maybe you should make the video of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so people would create their own fancy finishes, their own carries, and show you how to do it, and then ask you to make the video. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, for the double hammock is something a friend of me
1: made up at the time and she just posted the picture and she couldn't explain to other people like how she did it but she tried to explain it to me and I made the video and since then other people started using it too so that's nice
0: oh that was lovely any tips for other video makers and wannabe youtube stars obviously you've mentioned about uh not having dialogue i've do you have any other tips well i think the main thing is
1: you need to find your own style and for a lot of people like the people i approach of course are the learners that learn through watching me but other people learn through hearing it so if you would make a tutorial and explain it with words that would work for other people but it's just about finding your own style. I just went in and like, what would I prefer? And I prefer watching someone that doesn't have the, all the toys in the background and the TV screaming at one point and the husband walking through, all those distractions just don't work for me. So I made the videos in the style that I would want to to see and people resonated with it.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip, thank you. Yeah, finding your own style. Definitely. I think that's why I had all mine sped up um, yeah. because then it's a lot quicker for people to digest rather than having it full speed like yours. I was diagnosed with ADHD in March and looking back, that might be why. It's I love your videos, don't get me wrong. I've learned lots from you. But that, yeah, I think I had mine sped up just so they were a lot quicker to digest. But yeah, you're right. Finding your own style, definitely, definitely key. The main problem I found when I'm trying to make my videos though is convincing my two to come up <laughs> and to make a video. Um, I mean, now Dexter's four, he's he's a lot more willing because he understands it's just for a video, like he knows what YouTube is. So he's happy to be on YouTube. Um, but Trixie at two, you know, you know what two is like. And um, yeah, she she is not so willing to make videos. So how, how do you do it? What tricks do you have to convince them to get up to make your lovely videos?
1: Um, I think it's just faces where they don't like to be worn so much. Mm. But when they were very small, it was easy. And then I would just record video after video after video. Because at some point, if they are tired, but they are fed, they just had a clean diaper, you know, they're content. To go up and then probably fall asleep because that works the best. Yeah, if you wrap them and during the wrapping they will fall asleep, people will think, Okay, hmm, that looks cozy. I want to try it too. And um, now Felix just turned two, it's the harder phase, but still, I know like his rhythm of the day. I know when he will start to get tired and he wants to go up, so that will be the point where I say, Okay, I just prepare everything and make sure will be content and
0: then go up you wait and catch him in that sweet spot when he's ready yes (laughs) oh that's lovely so what is your favorite woven wrap carry uh it's a double hammock and it's
1: with the sweet water no i know salt water no there are a few that are very similar Mm -hmm. and the names get confused a lot it's the Finish is the half sweet, half salt water. I think where one shoulder strap twists at the bottom and then goes back to the direction where it comes from. Sweet water is when it doesn't twist, so it's just diagonally, yeah. And half salt weather twists at the bottom, and then you keep the tension. So, I often for my videos I've called it the easiest double hammock ever or something because it really <laughs> is. And um, double hammock is just in general my favorite and you can do a lot of finishes with it, but that's
0: one of my favorites. What, what do you like about it? Is it really comfortable? Is it good for all ages? Yeah, it's mainly because now I'm just wearing big
1: kids, <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I prefer back carry with a bigger child and because it's covering all of your chest and your torso, all the weight will be distributed everywhere so for Mm. me it's the most comfortable it's not very suitable for someone that pops a seat so if you have like a leg straightener or a houdini that gets out of everything don't go go for a double hammock but
0: yeah can't double hammock Trixie she is not a fan she yeah she pops her legs Dexter never did he was great so yeah Trixie I have to do a rock you've trained with a lot of different baby wearing schools what have been your favorite moments from each one, if you can pick any? I started
1: with my training at Tragasula Hamburg because I just picked whatever training fitted my time schedule. I didn't compare anything in advance and I did knew there was quite a rivalry between the schools Mm. or differences in general. I thought, well, baby wearing is just baby wearing. So just (laughs) pick one. Afterwards, I was like, okay, maybe I want to hear what the other people are saying, because often on my pictures or videos, there will be an educator asking like, hi, why are you doing this this way? Because I've been taught something different. So I wanted to know where it comes from. I must say uh, the US was very special because they are very different. So I trained with center for baby wearing studies and in general, Joanna is very open mm-hmm. to all the different baby wearing styles. And I think in in the US they are less with the rules like you see here in Germany, especially or mm. in Europe and they're more open. Like what does the client want and how can we do it in a safe way? Yeah. And it's more about like, how do you teach someone something instead of saying, OK, this baby is a newborn. So you should really do this or this carry and you should never use two layers or never put the feet in or whatever rules you get here in Europe. Mm. And I think it's the same with Slinger baby. It's a very like open minded training. Like there's a, so many possibilities to carry a baby and it's about finding what fits the family most. So
0: it's for every situation, it can be something different. Definitely. I think I I trained with Slinger Baby as well. And I think what stuck with me the most was uh, whenever we anyone asked Loretta a question, it was all, her answer was always, it depends. <laughs> because yeah, she's trying to undo this idea that there are hard and fast rules. Yeah. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that about the center of baby wearing. Um, in new york that's cool you've traveled the world for so many baby wearing events and conferences have you noticed any trends between different countries and how they carry yes for the
1: u.s especially there's a lot front facing out and people feel like it's important that a carrier should be able to do a front facing carry um you also see a lot more soft structures carriers compared to in germany in germany you keep seeing more woven wraps I think Mm. probably depends on the area where you're in because in a lot of cities there's more soft structured carriers Mm -hmm. um yeah I would say Germany is very strict with their baby wearing rules but it's falling down a little bit so it has been worse than it's now people are learning that sometimes you really should let people Make the decision that they want to use a soft structured carrier with their newborn because that's how someone gets into baby wearing. And if you keep telling them you can only
0: use a woven wrap with a newborn baby, that's not helpful. No. So you mentioned at the beginning that you are a single parent. And I was just wondering if you could chat with us a bit about how you found uh, baby wearing really helped you. Uh, as a single parent with four kids (laughs) yeah I
1: think um, as soon as you have more than one child you notice you only have two hands so you probably need at least one child in a carrier so you have your hands free for the other one and especially when we were traveling uh, I took three of my kids before Felice was born I took three of them uh, to New York And to London before they started school, I was like, okay, we need to do like a big travel. So we went to London and to New York and I couldn't have done it without baby wearing. If you're at the airport and two of the three children are tired and really want to sleep because for them it's late at night, then you just need a carrier strap, at least one of them onto you. and get them to sleep yeah it was so helpful and i think also around the house because a lot of people look at baby wearing like you use it to get from point a to to point b instead of taking your stroller but for me it's a lot more about around the house because even with a newborn baby you still need to do your laundry or help the other kids or get them to school so there's so many points of the day where i would have needed something to contain my baby and for me it's easier to put them in a carrier than to use the stroller i bought my stroller 1 year ago because i wanted to go running and that's <laughs> one thing i cannot do with a child in a carrier is to go jogging or running so that's where i bought a stroller for but otherwise i probably could have done everything without it yes
0: i remember your older girls um I've seen a few photos of those on your um Instagram and your Facebook page where they carried um your younger sons yes and they were smaller so I don't I think that that is an option that a lot of parents don't necessarily think about when they have older siblings what led you to make the decision to I don't want to say allow but yeah yeah the, yeah you know what I'm getting at yeah it's It's
1: about allowing them, I think. Um, Yeah, I think everybody who gets like a smaller baby and when their children are already at the age of maybe three or four, like they can speak out what they're thinking. And every child will ask, can I wear the baby? And I was like, okay, of course you can. And they will soon notice it's quite heavy. And a small baby is okay compared to having a seven-year-old like their body shapes still go along probably but they still will notice whenever it gets too heavy so for celine i just prepared the carry for her and helped her to put him in Mm -hmm. and she could really you could really see she would comfort the neck and hold him very close so she she wouldn't notice like if it's too tight or not too tight enough because you feel it as soon as the baby is on you you feel if it's safe to walk around Mm. and um at some points it's also safer to have her carry felice and because at some point i got like my washing machine and it got delivered at the neighbor's and I oh, had nice. to go and get to pick it up from the neighbors. And I was like, where do I put my baby where he's safe for <laughs> oh, me? <to> nice. <laughs> so I strapped him onto Celine. I was like, okay, now here is safe. If you don't go <laughs> down the stairs or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then I could go and get my washing machine. Because telling her to watch a baby that's lying somewhere, is probably not the best
0: option. Sure. Well, she's going to want to go off and play and her mind might wander. And yeah, yeah, if he's strapped to her. Yeah, that was very easy. And
1: and Emil also wants to wear Felice, but it was just too heavy for him. So as soon as Felice was on him, he was like, OK, I need to sit down. So he noticed, OK, he's too heavy and he wouldn't ask again. Mm. So I think children are really s- sensitive to it. And as soon as they get to try, they're like, okay, maybe it wasn't the best idea, so I won't ask again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I always find with with most things that they ask for, it's a lot easier to let them try, realize yeah. it's not a good idea, rather than just telling them no, flat yeah. out as well. I found that carrying Dexter on my back throughout Trixie's pregnancy, physically made that pregnancy a lot easier. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you've noticed, compared to your first pregnancy, whether your subsequent pregnancies were easier because you were usually carrying an older child on your back.
1: Well, I think it it did prepare me for tandem wearing a lot mm. because um, Celine was only 20 months old when Ellis was born. So I tandem wore them quite a lot. And because I wore her throughout the pregnancy, adding the extra weight after the bird was not so heavy on my body than having like a break for six months and not wearing and then suddenly wearing two kids so and you feel more like balanced with one child in the back and the big belly in the front
0: (laughs) probably is better for your alignment too because you stand up straight yeah definitely I definitely found that as well and yeah I think Dexter I had a c-section with Trixie And I found that because I'd carried Dexter throughout, that he was back up on my back eight days after the operation. Um, And yeah, I was tandem carrying from 11 days when Trixie was 11 days old. Um, While we're on the subject of tandem carrying, what have you found? Because I watched a lot of your videos when Trixie was new to learn how to try and get them both either one wrap for both of them or two separate raps. Um, did you, did you have another source that you learned that from or was it just from your experience and what you were found out worked best for you guys? Yeah.
1: Yeah. My videos were like what worked for me. Mm. Just recently, like last year, I took the tandem training course at uh, Didymos that Lakita
0: from Tandem Trouble was teaching. Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing that
1: yeah but for me tandem wearing was about wearing two different aged kids which is very different compared to wearing twins because Mm. they're usually in the same developmental stage but if you're looking at a toddler and a small baby they have different needs the one wants to go down because he wants to walk a mile and then he wants to go up again but the newborn also needs to be fed and change the diaper so it's about different needs than looking at twins so that was why i wanted to do the training because i don't have any experience with twins myself Mm. so hearing her teach about twins was very interesting but it's different than what i've been doing because usually i prepare the front carry so a woven wrap or stretchy and then i put the toddler on and then i put the baby in in the front so you can pop and in and out for
0: both carries
1: independently of each other.
0: I found that worked really well with my two as well, especially yeah. when Trixie was smaller in the stretchy. And obviously, because you can put a stretchy on, and if it's a two-way, you can leave it tied and then it's always right. Yeah. And then yeah, either then chucking Dexter up in a buckle carrier or chucking him up in a in a short woven wrap. So I could just do a ruck tied under yeah. his gum. Um I found that a lot easier in those days when I was tandem wearing as well. So one last question before we get on to our listener question. How old have you carried your children? Um, Emil still gets worn and he's five.
1: Mm. um, With Celine, I stopped earlier because at some point she was just like, okay, I'm too big. I don't want this anymore. But Emil still searches this connection. So Mm. when he had a long day in school or when he's tired, he will just ask to go up. Alice will still ask and Alice is seven. But that's more like, okay, I see the other kids going up. I want this too.
0: (laughs) Oh, she wants what her brothers have.
1: Yeah, but she's a lightweight. So that's easy, but she has very (laughs) long legs. So that's always... (laughs) about finding the balance because her body
0: is just so big compared to mine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Um, Okay. So our listener question for this week, uh, this comes from Danny who lives in Worthing uh, in the UK. And she would like to know a bit more about the terminology for carrying, for example, words like cush and glide to describe fabrics.
1: I feel that's a very hard one because Mm. people um, take it differently because sometimes when I tell a wrap is very soft, someone else will feel it and will say, no, that's not soft and all here. Look, my wrap is much softer. So for me, kush is about when you're wearing a wrap in a rock, for example, and on your shoulders, it feels so much like fluffier and like it has some density in it, so it takes a lot of weight away from it. Um, Grip is when you're doing a carry and the fabric just sticks onto each other, so it stays in place as soon as you tighten it, it will stay in place. Often that depends on the weave of the fabric. Some weaves just are grippier than others, or if there are materials in it, like uh, a wild silk, that tends to be grippy too. Glide is nice when you're doing a double hammock because you want less friction if you're tightening the wrap around you. And um, that also depends on the weave, mostly.
0: Um, What other words do we have? There's quite a lot of lingo, I think. There is, yeah. Um, What's a fancy finish? Because people might hear that and they may not know what a fancy finish is. Yeah, well
1: for carries that you're doing with a woven wrap you have the standard carries for example you have a rock back carry and you can finish it with just making a knot in the front or in the back if you have a very long wrap or a short one but because you have such long tails depending on the length of the fabric that you're choosing you can do uh, go through the straps diagonally and make a knot or a bow and depending on how much length you have, you can twist them and make it look nice and fancy. That's why it's
0: a fancy finish. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah. I think one of my finish, one of my favorite ones when Trixie was a newborn and um, she was six weeks when I first back-carried her, um, again, using your videos to help, um, <laughs> was the uh, goddess finish, um, which I really, really enjoyed With because you twist it around your waist and then you twist it up, And then you go through the straps on your shoulders and you spread it out over you. So it looks like you're some kind of Grecian goddess wearing a toga. And yeah, I love that finish. Really beautiful. Okay, so on to our last question. What is your top tip for carrying for parents and caregivers? Um, well, I always say they
1: should choose whatever carrier or carry they like, like by the looks of it, because the more you like seeing it on to you, the more eager you're trying to learn it. Of course, you can ask someone else what's their favorite, but someone else's favorite might not be yours. So just going by the looks usually works pretty well because you want to use whatever makes you feel like you're looking good.
0: yeah. So go for the prettiest carrier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a brilliant tip. And Yeah, that is definitely how you go down the rabbit hole with uh, picking all the pretties. Yes. So you're right. They do, if you love something, you're going to use it more because you love the way it looks. And I found, especially with my wraps, that they became, you know, you, you select your wrap kind of like you select your article of clothing for that day. Um, because you want to wear a particular color or a particular style or it matches your coat or you know whatever and they do become like that Um, yeah a lot of people compare them to shoes like you have Mm. different kinds of shoes for
1: different occasions just like you have a ring sling to go for a quick walk into the store but you have your woven wrap if you want to go on a longer walk. You're not wearing your flip-flops if you're going to hike for two hours, probably.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I use I use that analogy with my clients all the time. I explain it as like shoes. That, that kind of helps. I find that helps dads to understand why their wife needs more than one carrier in her life. <laughs> yeah,
1: and why maybe the dad needs a different carrier than the mom
0: wants yeah because they can't share shoes no usually (laughs) fabulous okay well thank you so much for appearing on the podcast Hedwig I've really really enjoyed chatting where can people find you if they want to find out more Uh, Well, they can find me uh, on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram on
1: Rep You In Love. So just search Rep You In Love. I'm on TikTok too, but I'm just luring mostly. (laughs) Not making videos like you are, but just (laughs) watching. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think my YouTube is the place to go for the tutorials.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing consultancy locally? Yeah, I'm doing consultancy locally which I do to a Dutch
1: account, because I want to reach Dutch people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also do online consultations. So if people feel like they need me to teach them something virtually, they can meet up with me through zoom or something. Yeah. And they can contact
0: you through social media for that. Yeah. Lovely. Great. You've been listening to the Mother Rucker podcast with me, Lizanne Skinner. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Mother Rucker UK and on YouTube. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please send an email to podcast at motherrucker.co.uk. If you need help with carrying, I'm available for online and in-person consultations five days a week. Please go to www.motherrucker.co.uk for more information. Remember to like, share and subscribe. Text your mate, post on social media, tell your nan, all that jazz. Just get the word out there. Bye.